You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening. This is episode 44 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. It's Friday the 8th of July and my name's Charlotte Greenway. We're two thirds of the way through the July Festival at Newmarket, but the feature race, the July Cup, is still to come tomorrow. And we'll hear from connections of favourite Perfect Power and fellow three-year-old Flaming Rib a little bit later on, along with an update on the Mark and Charlie Johnston runners over the weekend. First, the biggest news of the week outside of racing was the resignation of Boris Johnson after his own party pretty much forced him out very, very publicly. We know now that he will stay as our Prime Minister until a new Conservative Party leader is chosen. However, it's unclear how much this government will be able to do until a new leader is appointed. So, the gambling white paper, which we thought would be released before parliamentary recess, is, according to Neil Channing, likely to be delayed again, as he explained on Thursday. Uh, the, uh, the summer recess starts on the 21st of July. Uh, Chris Philp, uh, the, uh, the DCMS minister responsible for um, publishing the gambling white paper, um, resigned this morning. Uh, he said that he'd sent the white paper to Downing Street and he was waiting for sign-off. But of course, we heard in the scrutiny committee yesterday uh, that people were routinely sending fairly minor uh, things for a decision from number 10 weeks and weeks ago and still waiting for someone to sign off because government has ground to a halt in the last few weeks. So whether the fact that, uh, um, you know, we're going to get a new prime minister means that uh, things will move any quicker or whether we'll, I mean, you've got to think that there'll be a, some kind of interim period where not much happens it's going to be very hard to get this white paper through by the 21st. I can't remember if I offered you odds yesterday, but it must be 100 to 1 now that it happens before the summer recess. We all now know that Frankie Dettori and John Gulston's sabbatical is already over and was really more of a day off. Frankie scored on his first ride back for Gulston aboard Mighty Ulysses at Newmarket on Thursday. And here's what John Gulston had to say earlier in the week about why he felt the sabbatical, short as it was, was necessary. And I was quite clear that I did not want a part-time jockey. And, uh, you know, you, you, a, a jockey's life is a tough one. I mean, they're riding work in the morning, they're traveling, they're, keeping, they're fighting, they keep the weight down, they have to be incredibly fit, sharp, focused. It's, it's, uh, no one would ever think it's an easy life. It's not. It's a pretty tough one. And, uh, I've been very careful with Frankie. Um, Obviously, in the uh, 90s, when he was with me, he went everywhere, champion jockey, 230 winners a season. And I've obviously, when he, you know, the second saving of the career, if you like, in 2015, we have been measured about where he goes and what he rides. But it was getting a little bit uh, ridiculous in the sense that he was taking much too much pride on how few rides he had in a season, <laughs> which, you know, can prove to be counterproductive. And um, it slightly culminated at Ascot, as we know. Uh, he and I have had uh, two meetings since, and uh, since then, and come to a full understanding of uh, what we want to do together. And uh, I've been 
pleased with his response in going out, getting rides, whether it's Germany, whether it's uh, in, in, in New York, whether, you know, and that's what I want to see more of. I do not want to see him chasing up and down the country, not in the slightest. I just want to see uh, more focus because you, we know the requirements of race riding uh, are not something that you can just do half-hearted. Now, looking ahead to this weekend's racing, last year's star two-year-old sprinter Perfect Power has been dominating against his own age group again this year, with success in the Commonwealth Cup at Royal Ascot last time. He has a tendency to run a little lazily, but packs a punch in the final furlong, and he'll be hoping to put it up to the older horses in tomorrow's July Cup. It wasn't always a given that we'd see him here, as he also had an entry in the Prix Jean Pratt on Sunday in France, which looks an easier assignment. But trainer Richard Fahey explained the thinking behind coming to Newmarket. Yeah, look, we spoke to the whole team, Bruce, uh, Philip, uh, all the lads, and Sheikh Rashid, and we're, we're going to the July Cup. And the coward, coward's way was probably to go to France. Sheikh looks an easier race, and this, that, and really, but... We, uh, we we think we've got a special horse, so let's, let's take on the big boys and take on the older horses and see what happens, you know. And, and to what extent was the fact that Christophe Soumillon wouldn't have been able to ride uh, on Sunday in the Prix Jean Bright, to what extent was that a deciding factor? A big one for me. Um, you know, Christophe loves the horse and gets on great with him and uh, they have a great rapport and look at a long chat with Christopher about it now and this, that and the other. And he's an absolute true professional now. He went through the pros and cons knowing he couldn't ride him on Sunday, but look, this is the decision we've made and we're going to stick to it and we're very pleased to be to be on that side. Obviously, this is the first time taking on older horses. Just taking one step back and looking at the, the race as a whole, how do you assess the, the three-year-olds and what you've seen and, and how do you assess the, the elders that they're going to be facing this time? Um, personally, I'm probably a bit biased, but I do feel that, that this guy is uh, something special. So, uh, you know, I'm quite happy to take on the older boys. Um, he got a good, good weight allowance and uh, he's in great form. And uh, let's, let's hope for me that the, the three-year-olds are the, are the better the better crop, you know. Uh, I mean, it was quite interesting to me that you were still thinking of having a go uh, at a seven furlong race. And he hit the line very hard over that stiff six at at Ascot. Does that mean that you think he will be less convenienced by a much faster, sharper six of the July course? That, in, in, in theory, is, is where my me, me worry was, uh, 100%. Uh, I think two seconds uh, faster on the July course than we are at Ascot, which is sort of between 10 and 12 lengths. So he, he's, got to, he's got to run 10 or 12 lengths quicker, but Look, he's not a slow horse, but he's a slow horse that stays well. Uh, sorry, he's a fast horse that stays well, you know. Um, so, in my mind, what's his best trip, six or seven? Um, we, we've always got that in our arm. He's always hitting the line very, very strong. But he does travel, and Crystal rides him with loads of confidence. And he's, he's no doubt that we'll be able to sit, sit in, the, in the, the July Cup because... Um, that's probably what we're going to have to do, you know. So he's he's not worried about about anything. So if he's not worried, I'm not worried. So we're all, we're all happy. I think I was making it complicated and <laughs> just worrying and trying to keep him undefeated uh, as, 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 as he goes through the season, you know. 
and and you said earlier in the week that you wanted them to sh- keep shoveling the water on at, at Newmarket. To what extent is that a, a concern? It's it's not 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 the ground just to slow the race down, you know. Uh, so it's not just our blistering speed on on fast ground, you know. I'm I'm being greedy. I want my cake and eat it. So uh, you know, I'm I'm not worried about the ground. He goes on fast ground. Uh, he's won on it loads of times. But uh, just when you've got a, a horse like this, you you try and try and not get him beat, if that makes sense. So, uh, uh, you know, Frankie, I think I spoke to Frankie yesterday, he rode on the track on Monday there, and he said it was absolute beautiful ground. So, and if they keep it like that, that'll keep me happy, you know. Flaming Rib finished second in the Commonwealth Cup, only beaten a length and a quarter. And in contrast to Perfect Power, he's likely to be right on the speed, racing enthusiastically. And with Perfect Power at 9-4 to four and Flaming Rib at 9-1, to one, he may well prove to be value at that. Formerly trained by Tom Dascombe, now with Hugo Palmer, he runs in the colours of Michael Owen, who spoke to Nick in the week, firstly about his feelings straight after his horse's bold show at Ascot. When you come second, you always think, what if, don't you? <laughs> so the first thing is, uh, I suppose, pride and how well he ran. But I don't think it was it was unexpected. Hugo had been telling us in the lead-up that he was uh, really working well. So we were we were optimistic, let's say. But he ran a great race, absolutely brilliant race. He's, he's tough as nails, this horse. And uh, he's obviously got a fair amount of ability as well. And the fact that you've, you've had to supplement him, the fact that he wasn't in the July Cup already, is that a measure of the fact that he's surprised you a bit by how much he's come on this year oh 100 percent yeah i mean if we had thought he was a group one uh horse then he would have you know a few months ago then he would have been in the race already um but the the improvement um over the last couple of, of races has, has astounded us really and um yeah he's uh he's obviously developed into a into a, a group one type of horse so we have to give him his chance i mean you mentioned the supplementary fee that's how much the horse cost himself so <laughs> um so no when you've got a horse this good then you've got to give him every opportunity to uh to, to fulfill his potential and in terms of in terms of this saturday i know he's surpassed your expectations already but he hugo reported he did a very good piece of work earlier in the week what between you all are you are you expecting hoping for well it would be nice from a from a um business side i mean you invest 30 35 36 grand or whatever the supplement fee was then you're thinking well fourth is uh is you get your money back basically so it would be nice to think that we can uh we can finish fourth or better would be a bonus but regardless listen the, the horses has earned his crack at it and he owes us nothing i mean he only cost 35 grand himself and he's he's taken us everywhere and and is the most honest horse you can you could wish to meet i mean he's won multiple times uh he's tough he's got a great attitude and uh so he deserves every every bit of this we you know we'd be foolish to to not you know send him into this type of company so you know fourth or better obviously from a financial point of view but that's not the motivation we want to give the horse the best opportunity and we want to race in all the best races that's the that's the plan for the future and uh, thankfully it's happening already charlie johnston and his father mark have 12 runners at five different race courses on saturday the most high profile runner would have to be royal patronage who runs in the colors of high clear racing over in america at belmont park and when nick spoke to charlie this morning he started by asking what he made of his run in the epsom derby last time he ran disappointingly. There's no, there's no getting away from it. Um, we, 
had a lot of debates sort of beforehand about um, about the difficult draw he had in stall one. Uh, Willie Carson was very kind enough to give his time to, to Jason and talk through, um, well, Jason said he couldn't get him off the phone once he got him going, um, talked him through every derby for the last 50 years or so, and um, Jason actually gave him the perfect ride to the top of the hill to get into into a great position, but I thought the writing was on the wall halfway, really, the horse wasn't travelling with any zest or um, any exuberance, and I could see that he was he was holding his pitch, but only under sufferance. So um, yeah, it was clearly a, a below par run. Didn't didn't go far enough into the race really to learn about trip or or things like that. But um, you know his his dandy form got Franks didn't it by by the winner. Um, so it was it was clearly a, a below par effort from him. And back on a left-handed flat track on nice quick ground down to, to 10 furlongs again um, when did you think ah this Belmont derby could just be the ticket to be honest it was mainly the, the high clear team that have come up with this with this plan um, but as you know, all the um, all the criteria that you just listed you know, they tick every box for him so when they when they put the idea to us um, it wasn't a difficult one for them to, to sell to us because as you've said all the, all the conditions are in his favour and albeit maybe it was um, uh, a slight sort of knee-jerk reaction to the to the run in the derby. You know, the feeling was you know, off the back of that maybe we are going to struggle to win at the highest level um, at home and and travelling further afield. So there might be better opportunities for him to, to strike at the highest level. Uh, Highclere have got a busy weekend because you run thunderous for them as well in a Group Three at York tomorrow, for which he's a pretty short price off the back of what looked a, a fair effort at, at Sandown last time. He's had a little bit of a break. Did he need one? I think he did, yeah. Um, he had quite a tough sort of six-week period uh, through the early part of the season. Um, obviously ran in, in the Ormonds and then the Yorkshire Cup and then the Henry II. And we just felt off the back of Sandown that you know there, there was quite a few tough races that had come in quick succession there and he needed a bit of a break. So that's exactly what he's had. And that would be the only sort of caveat I would be saying ahead of Saturday. Obviously, it's cut up into a, into a three-runner race. Um, but this is very much a, a stepping stone and a prep race after a break towards the Goodwood Cup, which is, um, is, is next day. And perhaps I've saved the best till last, because you've got a very exciting two-year-old running in the superlative stakes, Lion of War. He, he won by 10 lengths at Newcastle last time. Now, I'm not saying the race was anything special, but 10 length winners over seven furlongs as two-year-olds are, are, are pretty rare. How rare a sort of horse do you think he is? Yeah, I think, um, I, think I would have finished second on foot, probably, so um, I'm not going to get too carried away with the, with the substance of the form. But having said that, I was actually stood down by the winning post um, on on the day, and I've never seen a horse actually ease down that dramatically and still in the race. You know, he he was pulling up um, half a furlong from the line. So uh, yeah, albeit he's he's won in fairly modest com- company twice, you, you couldn't help but be be very impressed with the manner he's done it. And I know you've made much of the insight that Joe Fanning, your your stable rider, has given you as regards this horse and so many others. He is he's off with with pretty serious injury issues at the moment. How big a blow to the operation is that? 
yeah, obviously it's possibly the worst time of year for it to, to happen and July is, is a month that you know we associate with, with it in our best form and obviously it's it's rounded off with the meeting that that means the most to us that um, you know we've been planning for for, for weeks already with um, with horses targeted at Goodwood so yeah difficult time for for us to, to miss him but you know, I'm sure not half as difficult as it'll be for him to to sit in sit on the sidelines and watch so um yeah tough tough timing for him but fingers crossed he'll um, he'll make a full recovery and I think um the sort of the added incentive of his um, his good friend's subjectivist going through a rehab of his own at the same time I think that's that's the sort of um, the carrot at the end of the at the end of the row that will um, will have Joe sort of working back to, towards and obviously John Gosden said he was very happy that Frankie Dettori was taking plenty of rides for you is that going to be a, a motif for the summer do you think at the big festivals I guess Frankie is always someone that we we try and use at the, at the big meetings. I was I was messaging Willie you know, most days before in the run up to Royal Ascot, and um, trying to see what races he'd be available in, and it just didn't marry up well. He was always in the races that we were in, so yeah, he's always on our on our radar for for these kind of meetings. He's ridden plenty of winners for us at, at the highest level, and. Um, He's riding in the first two races for us today before he jets away to um, to America himself, and we'll certainly be be looking to team up at Goodwood as well. Well, we'll, we'll need multiple jockeys in a lot of races. I expect. I hope you enjoy all the action over the weekend, wherever it may come from. We discovered last weekend that the middle distance three-year-olds were superior to their older counterparts with their weight allowance and I wonder if it will be a similar situation with the sprinters tomorrow. The podcast will be back as usual on Monday morning with the latest news and insight from around the world of horse racing. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily. Brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.